I'm gonna knit, knit, knit all day. I'm gonna knit my blues away. Well, if I'm feeling low, I knit a row. Cause a fella needs his knitting just to ease his soul away. Today, whether it's running marathons, baking Instagram-worthy cakes, or collecting rare, weird stuff, it seems like everybody has a productive hobby. And welcome to Earbuds and Earworms. I'm Amy Knit One Pearl Two Shepherd, nice. and this is Mitchell Manley, enthusiastic enthusiast. Ah, but you're enthusiastic about many enthusiasms. I am indeed. Yay! That's why I'm an enthusiastic enthusiast. It's the. It's pretty much we're just endorsing ADHD. Yeah, I think so. Or just like using using uh, distractionary hobbies to take up all all the sad times. Or not having a moment to think, like to hear my own thoughts. Right, yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah, that's pretty much my whole life, right? So I don't know if I can, I'm sure I can take up the hobby of sitting for five minutes a day. Yeah, let's get you into meditation or something. I try. And just I just doesn't work well for you, huh? Well, I, I usually end up planning my other schemes. Right, yeah. <laughs> So that's what happens. Uh, this week is hobbies, and you're the one who said we should do songs about hobbies. So yeah. what made you think that? I'm not even sure what sparked that in my head. I think it was just this sort of serendipitous moment uh, where I was thinking about how many hobbies you have and how many different <laughs> hobbies I have. And I was just like, you know, I know that our ear buddies all probably have some cool hobbies that they don't get to talk about enough. And so I figured we'd give them a chance to, to spill the beans about the things that they uh, are enthusiastic about. Was this because of my post about, like, it looks like 60 nerds are doing, like, a bunch of different things in my house? You know, that may have been partially <laughs> the, the catalyst for this. Whatever your comment was, I, like, kept looking back at it this week. Right. And it kept amusing me. Good. And it's something about how I broke my neck while on roller skates or yeah. something. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah, because, of course, I'm obviously... Sleep. You're just like doing all of your hobbies except for also on roller skates in your kitchen and yeah, probably on top of like some ladder of some sort. I'll probably find something oh my to God. paint. Yeah, I mean, look, I I somehow find time to do everything but sleep. Yeah, I try to find the time to sleep, but uh, in the meantime, I try to fill up my my time with just doing random stuff. Yeah, well, it's always good, but I feel like we're gonna explore your hobbies more. Like, as we go through this show. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> what did you bring this week? I'm going to start us off with Angel Dust and their song, Bang My Drum. Come on, come on, come on, bang my drum. Bang my drum.
yeah, since moving to Memphis, I've mostly played bass in all my bands, but my true love has always been playing drums. Uh, even at 14, when all I owned was a guitar, I'd beg my drummer friends to let me play their drums. Drums just bring together two of the most primal and visceral human experiences, you know, one being the way that rhythms can hype us up and make us want to move, and the other being that evolutionary satisfaction that we get from just beating <laughs> the hell out of something with a stick. And, you know, drum sets in particular are very loud and cathartic, and they engage your entire body in a way that few other instruments do, and they require a certain, like, splitting or partitioning of your brain so that you can gain the independence to play different bits of the beat with each of your four limbs. And so as much as I love playing guitar and other melodic instruments, all I really want to do is just bang my drum like that guy from Angel Dust. Or or is it Rod Thun- Gundren? Hunt- What's the guy? Todd Rundgren? There yeah, we go. yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah, I got there. I got there. It happened. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to work. I just want to play on my drums all day. Right. So, my favorite part about this is like, and there's so many really cool, absolutely amazing parts about this song, but the part where he's going like the doot doot doot. Yeah, that's also my favorite part. Because it's like he's trying to be a drum, I yeah. guess. And bang, I, bang, bang, did it, did it, did it, did it. Yeah. So, I, I love that part of imitating the drums. And I, I remember 14 year old Mitchell. Yeah, but like, hey, drums. Ben Gower, let me play your drums. Is that whose drums you were stealing whenever oh, yeah, I was watching? Sure. Okay, like, I remember you setting them up, but I didn't know whose drums they yeah. were. But in the in the band that you and... Me and John. And, <laughs> yeah. It was me, John, and Ben Gower. And, uh, yeah, I, would, I know I just, like, got on <laughs> Ben's nerves constantly because at that point, I was an okay drummer, but I was not very good. And I was just constantly, come on, Ben, let me play your drums. I thought y'all guys were all impressive. Right. And then I also said... Secretly, was like, why are all these dudes over here when I'm supposed to be hanging out with yeah, my boyfriend? Yeah, I want to bo- hang out with my boyfriend. I want to hang out with my boyfriend. <laughs> um, well, uh, this song is, like, specifically about, like, letting out emotions by beating the snot out of something rhythmically. Right. Um, it, it, it's just, like, isn't that what all our hobbies are? Right, it's just, just like, like this uh, explosion of emotion and energy. Yeah, and so I was just like, you got to let the energy out, and... um. There's uh, some sex in there. Yeah, I meant to mention that in my little bit, but uh, this is one of the few uses of a saxophone in a modern song that I will fully co-sign. The you saxophone, don't think it's gratuitous? I don't. It's perfect in this song. I so. feel like we're going to just, I'm going to like constantly be pointing out saxophones now mm-hmm. and saying the saxophone is not gratuitous. Yeah, I'll be I'll be the, the judge of all saxophones and <laughs> tell you when they're worthwhile. This oh, one's totally worthwhile. Uh, yes, but as, as soon as I heard that saxophone, I was like, hmm, <laughs> Mitchell, Mitchell bringing uh, the saxophone. Hmm. Well, um, I, I'm going to bring... I'm going to present my hobby now. Uh, this week, I brought um, Felicity Ford's song, Shetland Wool Week Song. Laces were graded and sorted for knits, for glove socks and mittens and hand-dyed yarn kits. Then Shetland would surely get the top grade for all of the mucking and all that gets made. I live in Reading with my cat and my man And I love it there, but I do hope I can Return here often to listen to turns To go up on the peat hills and hear the burns To visit the wool brokers and huff the wool fumes To listen to Shima machines record the looms And revel in knowing that the Shetlanders Are still rocking the world with amazing textiles that unlike in some other parts of the UK, the wool industry here is still thriving today. That people here still know that knitwear is hip, so the crofter can earn some money for the clip. 
<laughs> so um, this is a highly specific niche song that's uh, covering many of my hobbies through a specific breed of sheep from a specific part of the world, which apparently it is bred in other parts of the world, not just in Shetland. But I'm just saying they're talking specifically about the Shetland uh, sheep, which is really cool. Has, I mean, sorry, very nerdy about this, but like, right, sure, yeah, fiber people will get this. It's a sheep that produces like a ton of different natural colors, which mostly have been bred out of most like commercial breeds, and it's just you know, suck it, merino. Just <laughs> saying. Uh, the, the line where Miss Ford says, "Uh, huffing wool fumes." Yeah, it made me feel especially seen. Have you been huffing wool fumes? <laughs> I do that often. Um, it mentions both knitting and weaving, so yes, and. There's an accordion. At one point, I did own an accordion because I was trying to learn it. Oh, wow. Didn't know that about I you. I did. And it, it makes me especially delighted. Uh, the song is, it's not perfectly crafted, certainly not perfectly on beat. Sure. There's like definitely some times when some words are forced into rhyme. I think so. Yes. But for wolf lovers like myself, it is absolute perfection. And I get more and more joy out of it each time I listen to it. Yeah, she's she's having a good time playing this song. You can tell that she's just like having this this silly goose time playing this jam. Well, and she's also kind of jealous because she's from Reading and the sheep from oh. Reading are extinct. And the Shetland like sheep are still there and still like renowned across the world. And right. they're also double coated, just want to say. Oh. Super special. Just because you got two books on Shetland. No, that I just bought... I mean, I didn't just buy it. I've had them, but like I promised you I wasn't going to read specifically about the Shetland from the books. I was, I resisted the urge. We appreciate that. Yes. I won't have to put footnotes in this. Yeah. So, so unless uh, you or someone close to you <laughs> takes on a hobby that involves yarn, you might never n- know like how important quality yarn is. It's got to have the right thickness and the right degree of pliability, and it's got to be durable. It's got to flow from the skein appropriately without snagging. There's just like so many factors at play and like I've never had a hobby that nece- you know necessitated wool myself so I don't really know much about Shetland wool but Felicity Ford makes it sound like it's pretty much the best you can get so you know I, th- I think that the song's pretty great even though I can barely make out much from her <laughs> accent uh, but I love that she uh, only plays the left hand part of the accordion too it just like makes it sound really stark and minimal in a really cool way I think so it's, it's just fun. It's because she spent all that time like focusing on like learning about the sheep. She'd been that... huffing too many wool fumes, apparently. Yes, and... Definitely. You know, that's what happens when you huff all that wool fumes. It happens. Say. But um, yeah, like there's so much love for the actual craft and textiles that I was just like I I mean, I almost there's an intro song that was all about knitting from like the 1960s, but it's like a dude knitting his sorrows away. Right. And uh, I chose this song over it because I don't I, blame. I thought it was so cute and like really expressed my nerdiness. It's pretty precious. Because anybody who knows me know that I can get a little geeky about stuff. Just a little. Just a little bit. Just a smidge. Okay. Um, we got some geeks in our audience. Yes. The ear buddies. I totally see. Your nerdiness. Yes, I'm fun. so happy to, to share the joy with you guys about all the, the fun things you do with your free time. And there's like stuff I hadn't thought about as hobbies because I have not collected that hobby yet. Right. So I'm pretty happy about it. Uh, our fierce, our first ear buddy is Wayne who brought Bear Coming Girls with Fun Haircuts.
So Wayne says, this whole album would work, but Girls With Fun Haircuts is my drawing song. First of all, are these harmonics? Uh, yeah, there's definitely some harmonics happening. Okay, because like, I guess on first listen, I didn't notice that those are actually like harmonics, which I think right. are like the coolest thing in the world to play, because just they're kind of dainty, but sounds yeah. so like bell-like. Exactly. So cool. Um, but yeah, instrumentals for drawing is like one of the most important genres ever. Uh, I, I was always told to avoid lyrics while drawing, painting, creating, because it messes with the left side of your brain or makes you use the left side of your brain yeah well when you're trying to be creative and stuff you're supposed to try to focus on the right side of your brain because that is typically the drawing side so you want to like separate the language thought process from like that creative you know what was it id side of your brain right yeah so whatever uh (laughs) (laughs) i'm trying i'm trying to sound smart um Getting lost in a bit of instrumentation while focusing is one of the best things in the world. This has uh, quite a bit of texture to it, which makes it like really stimulating while not being too distracting from like the task at hand. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Instrument- instrumental music is definitely like the best when you're trying to lose yourself in an activity. And, oh, wait, and the, I'm sorry. You're going to lose yourself? Lose yourself in the moment. <laughs> in the moment you own it. <laughs> yeah. My mom's spaghetti. <laughs> uh, yeah. The left brain thing that you said totally makes sense. I never really thought about that, but... Uh, yeah, I love that this band is super angular and mathy, but without being too noodly or too erratic and like stealing your attention. It's very balanced and measured, even in the most intricate parts. Uh, I'm also really glad that Wayne posted this live video as opposed to the album version. Uh, this happens to be a really professional live recording, so the song quality is amazing. And I'm not sure that I would have fully appreciated what's going on without actually seeing them performing it. Like, uh, they're a three-piece, but the guitar player, you know, uses these looping pedals to record little guitar bits and then play more stuff on top of that and just really building up the layers and filling up the sonic space with different sounds and motifs that play off of one another. Uh, The most impressive part of watching them, though, is their drummer, Mike Byrne. It's very clear from watching him play that he's been in, like, marching bands and (laughs) drum lines, spent years of his life practicing rudiments, which are, like, kind of the drum version of, like, practicing scales on other instruments. Uh, He uses a lot of, like, double and triple strokes and stick bounces that allow him to make these really complex rhythms and accents between his hands and across the drum set. Uh, And just to further cement this guy's credibility, like I found out that he played drums in Smashing Pumpkins from like 2009 to 2014, uh, replacing the original drummer, a guy named Jimmy Chamberlain. Uh, And Jimmy Chamberlain's lauded as as one of the greatest rock drummers of all time. So Mike Byrne just has to be incredible to fill those shoes. Did you play drums in marching band? I didn't. I was, I played trumpet in band in middle school. And then uh, we've talked about once I got to high school and they were talking about you know, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. band camp in the middle of the summer. I was like, nah, I'm good. What? You could have joined the band with... Nah, bro, I'm good. I mean, come on. We were, like, so cool. We had, like, those amazing uniforms and that tall hat and your hair at that right. time period. Would, would have been, been pretty silly. Yeah, it would have been amazing. To be honest, I, I do kind of regret not doing it because I would like to still have some trumpet skills. Like, I can still play a C major scale, but that's about all I got. I mean, that's mostly what trumpet does anyway. That's true. Just saying. Yeah, it's just saying. No, no shade or anything, but yeah. Um, but I, that's kind of how I feel about like the F major scale. Right. Cause I played flute. It's like, that's all we had to play. Cause that's y'all see. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous to me when I think about it is cause what we play, I still have never understood how like all the instruments are playing different. Like, yeah. The transposition thing has always been kind of strange to me as I, well. It's like, why is my C your B flat? That doesn't make sense to me. I was like, why doesn't it make sense? Like that all the instruments should just be in C. Right. Yeah. That's I, the I major scale. Like if you're a music theory nerd, please explain <laughs> to me 
why trumpets are in B flat and yeah. other instruments are in other yeah, transpositions. This, none of this makes sense. None of this. Sorry. All right. Okay. While we're like busy nerding out about like high school marching band, uh, Debbie is thinking about other things. She brought uh, Leslie Hall's craft talk. When you're making crafts, you're spicing up the world. Face it, pretty girl, you're You're following no plans, you're building it with hands. Let's do a dance, cause you're Let's get together and share supplies. Your craftsmanship deserves top prize. Glue it, cut it, stitch it, felt it, paint it, beat it, dough it, dye it, embroider it, solder it, hotter it. Let's go walking. Let's get talking. Let's craft talk. Craft talk. You can build me whatever you want. Now make it, make it, make it, make it faster, 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 faster. Work through the pain. Work it through the pain. Now make it, make it, make it, make it faster, 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 faster. I cherish these moments. I can't wait to see it. Build it fast, build to last when in need, place a bead, rubber stamp my number cause I wanna get your tips. Look for sales in town. I'm sorry. Tips. Makes me laugh. Um, Debbie says, I like to get crafty. I collect all kinds of weird supplies for crafts that I may never actually make. I'm currently collecting cardboard tubes from toilet paper and paper towels. I'm not exactly sure why, but it'll come together. Look, you never know when you're going to like run across some first graders, and that's why you have to have those things. And you got to make the world's greatest imaginary telescope. Yes, or just, let's just face it. Or if you need to make a horn. (laughs) Or kaleidoscopes, you can make those with those, and pretty much just hand them to first graders, because if you get stuck in like a room of those things, Mm -hmm. like you just cardboard and some crayons yeah it'll amuse the children yes anything save yourself yeah that's all you gotta do (laughs) um i swear that there's some green day underwear like not underwear there's they're not wearing they're not wearing green day underwear sorry there's like there's some green day undertones to this like some kind of like that bassy i don't know look i can make up my own things um clearly yeah There's this like bending of the notes that I totally appreciate, yeah. like craft, craft. I totally craft-tastic. love it. Craftastic. Yeah, and I, although I've never crafted through the pain, uh, I can see the drive to do so. Uh, there was a time when I would just collect stuff from the street and make sculptures from the detritus. <laughs> um, this song, it, it sees me. Yeah. Yeah, this one just feels like the perfect expression of like a love of crafting. It's upbeat and dancey, but also kind of low-key and chill, which seems to kind of mirror the vibe of most crafting hobbies where it's really fun and exciting to the person who's doing it, but you're usually like quiet and hyper-focused and just like sitting in one place for long periods of time when you're like deep into your crafty mode. I love it so much. Yeah, I love the sort of like minutia that's referenced in the lyrics as well. Like she mentions making a raft out of pencils and foam or making keychains. And there's certainly a subset of like crafty folks who just make these wild crafts that serve no real utilitarian purpose. But they're still cool because, you know, you made it with nothing but your bare hands, you know, with no plans or guys just like winging it and trying things. And that, that's super cool. And also, I used to date a girl that crocheted, and she had like three of those gigantic plastic storage tubs just full of yarn. So I can absolutely just relate uh, to what Debbie said about crafters like aimlessly collecting supplies with no plans to actually use them. Uh, But having the supplies at hand, you know, that ensures that you're ready to craft and be creative whenever the inspiration strikes. So ultimately, I'm in, in favor of supply hoarding. 
I feel like you haven't seen the extent of my yarn. Yeah, I, I can only imagine. <laughs> uh, let's just face it. Every once in a while when Dakota's like frustrated when I'm trying to get rid of like his stuff yeah. specifically, he'll just, there's there's one closet that nobody sees the inside of. Yeah. And it's a relatively deep closet. Just filled to the brim. Of yarn and wool. Because yeah. I also make my own yarn because, oh, yeah, of course, right. you have to be logical. when you, Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just saying. If I your hobbies don't take up enough of your time, make the. Make, make the, sure they take up enough of your space. Right. Yeah. Yes. There you so, go. And, and it's the same as me wanting a larger loom because that's definitely what I need in my yeah, life. Totally. Right? Yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> yeah. I feel really seen during this episode. Um, our next ear buddy is Lauren and she brings us speedy or teases indoor soccer. Lauren says, um, I play indoor soccer, and the one song I know that mention it mentions it says, I fucking hate playing indoor soccer, which <laughs> isn't true for me, but it's still funny. Yeah. I'm concerned about these ladies. There's like, I don't know, like the random hatred of indoor soccer, which right. it the song's not really about indoor soccer. Correct. Yeah. I think there's a lot of hatred about one specific person that they now are making about indoor soccer, but I'm not really sure. I don't really know much about what's going into the song because I kind of just jammed onto whatever's going on. And there's like a lot of like sad girlness going on that I really appreciate because she's very, this is like Daria writing a song. Kind of, sort of. Yeah. I can see that. I like it. It's very disenchanted. Yeah. So in, in the last five years or so, it seems like there's been this huge uptick and like kind of glum sounding indie rock with like pretty guitars and forlorn sounding vocals. And as much as I love that sound when it's done right, a lot of those bands are just kind of homogenous and sort of blur together. So I always love finding a band like Speedy Ortiz who can incorporate heaviness and noise and really subvert what you've come to expect from like modern indie rock. Uh, this one definitely draws a lot more from Sonic Youth and Slint than it does from like Pavement or Cat Power or any of those other more like chill, straightforward indie rock bands. Uh, Speedy Ortiz uses a lot of noise and occasional atonal bits and careful use of those like aggressive catches and hits that kind of break up the monotony of just the pretty guitars and pretty vocals. Uh, they're definitely unique among their peers and one of my favorites in that particular realm of indie rock. It's a little like two notes randomly in there that make it like yeah. super cool. Is that what you're saying? It's that and those, you know, where they kick on that fuzz pedal and just... <laughs> <laughs> 
It's because they fucking hate indoor soccer. Right? Yeah, they gotta they gotta express that with some with some heaviness they, every once yeah, in a while. Yeah, but yeah, I, you're it right. just reflects that those little moments of instantaneous frustration. You know, like it's like whenever you're doing the dishes and then you're just frustrated that you're doing the dishes, right? And it's just like comes through and you're like scrubbing, 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 uh, yeah. and then you're like, okay, chill. Like, all right, I got that out for you're just like, a sec. I just need to. I really don't like dishes. I'm sorry, guys. Um, our next year buddy is Sean, and he brings bolt throwers inside the wire. So Sean says, I inherited a bunch of Warhammer 40k minis from some friends of mine that moved passed away over the years. Now I dedicate small chunks of time to painting and cleaning them up. All of Bolt Thrower's music is about the fictional universe that the game is set in. So nine times out of ten, this is on. If it's an anxiety day, then I roll with ambient spaceship deck music. Yes. Or deck noises, sorry. Um, It's the endurance of those folks that, like... I really respect. And I did just noticed like the drummer did kind of take a break and chill out there for, yeah, for a just a yeah. sec. Yeah. Um, some of the best music is sentimental and I will fight people who laugh at Chris Gaines because to me it's sentimental. <laughs> um, but like you wouldn't think of like having like these moments of like calmness and like reflection while you're, you know, doing your war. I mean, Warhammer, like it seems like most of it is about making the little little people yeah little tiny mini dudes yeah and there's like a whole paint set for it because like they sell the paint sets i guess specifically warhammer theme i don't know it seems like it but it's just like the song's longer than one minute i feel like there's like a lot of motion i have no idea what cookie monster vocals are saying at all but it seems pretty intense there's probably some gargoyles in there or something like that. Yeah, there's some orcs and some goblins, most yeah, likely. Yeah, so I totally appreciate it. And I'm just like, as much as you're doing those tiny little things, and then you're like listening to this very intense music, mm-hmm. I kinda, maybe like you're imbuing like the fierceness into it. That's it. I like that idea, actually. Yeah. yeah, so I'll be honest. I've listened to Bolt Thrower for years, and I never realized that they were singing about Warhammer. <laughs> uh, so that's kind of cool. Uh, I've done my time playing the nerdy tabletop games like Dungeons and & Dragons and Magic the Gathering. I know you're into Magic the Gathering, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never really got into Warhammer, though, because like, it just seemed so tedious and time-consuming. Uh, because, like Sean said, a lot of your time is spent not even playing the game, but just customizing and, and painting your tiny little figurine army. Which sounds en- enthralling if you're an artsy person like Sean, but for me, that just sounds kind of boring. I'd rather just get straight to battling it out and, you know, smashing orc heads <laughs> or whatever. Uh, but I can totally see the appeal. And like just like in video games, you develop a stronger connection and attachment to your characters when you're able to customize them and like spend that time perfecting them to your own specifications. So it totally makes sense why Warhammer is such an addictive game for a lot of folks. 
A few other games require that kind of commitment and investment. And to be sure, Warhammer minis are a huge investment of time and money. Uh, but I can imagine how rewarding it is to like lay out this huge army of miniatures that you've customized and poured your soul into and then using them to successfully pummel an enemy into the game board. I've always wanted to see like fairy colors and like more pinks and purples. And yeah, there's definitely a lot of that. Actually, I want like what like the ones I've seen are usually like the more intense, like dark colored yeah, ones. Be like black, dark blue, purples. Yeah, are usually what a lot of folks go with. And I really reds. have always wanted like more My Little Pony colors. Yeah, and more I mean, glitter. Yeah, like what if a glittery pink army just stomps you? I know. Like that has to be extra crushing on your enemy. And I, I never see like you know they have towers and stuff, not just the mm-hmm. minifigures. They yeah. have like the big pieces too, and you never see like really glittery ones. Yeah, just like a, a glittery Dakota pink just tower. keeps like rolling his eyes at me whenever I was like, "Wouldn't oh, it be yeah. great?" But there's many. Does Dakota play Warhammer? No, but like because of the tabletop games right. and there's nine oh one games. Yeah. Um. They have like these tables specific for Warhammer. Yeah, and they're out there. They've got the little boards on there. With yeah, that. and I like everybody's got their boxes of figurines and stuff. And I was like, wouldn't it be just great if like <laughs> this guy with like this massive beard and he's like big and bulky, like you know he lifts weights? Because that's like there's so many guys who like lift weights and play Warhammer that I'm like. I would really like somebody to have like a Pinkie Pie themed yeah. army, but Dakota's like that's not how that works. Right, so of course. I I tried. I really would love. I don't know how many fairies are in the game at all. Um, Brian V is rounding out our ear buddy section, and he brought your best friend Jippy's always working. First I get the drums, you know, you got to get the drums first. After that, it's whatever. I just sit down, you know me, 15 minutes, I'm done. how I feel about lo-fi hip-hop this scratches like the same itch so much and it it gives me all the good chill vibes and that little like talking part is the only like lyrics lyrics yeah I don't know um in the whole song and it's just like well you know you just do this and that's how I do it and like you know me, it only takes me about 15 minutes. Yeah, and uh, let's get back to the saxophone. Right, yeah. And Also, I, good use of saxophone. <laughs> I, was, I was about to ask you, I was like, the saxophone, is, it's pretty good, right? Yeah, saxophones work well in like chill music, but whenever you try to like put it in rock music, it's got to be, you got to be careful. Bruce Springsteen and Angel Dust are the only ones that can pull it off. <laughs> what about, is Kenny G is clarinet, isn't it? No, he plays a, uh, he plays saxophone, he plays uh, uh, a soprano sax. Which and, looks a lot like a clarinet. And how do you feel about that? I'm not a huge fan of Kenny G, but you know, get out there and do your thing, Kenny G. Make your money making your uh, adult contemporary or or whatever you want to call whatever it is he makes. He makes music for ladies. 
That's true. Yes. It is not necessarily for me, and that's fine. Yeah. It's like Tool is not made for me. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so Kenny G's made for me. Tool is made for you. Right, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the same as, as Wayne's song for drawing. I feel that instrumental music works well for when you're doing just about any kind of work. Uh, when I listen to, to music with words at work, I always have to stop myself from like belting out the lyrics or harmonizing along with the lead vocal, because that would almost certainly draw some unwanted attention. Uh, but whenever I listen to instrumental music, it just amps me up and I just want to bob my head and shake my butt to the beat, which is a little less embarrassing and you know just makes the day go by so much faster, so much easier. Uh, as for not having time for hobbies, I can't really recall what Brian does for work, but buddy, you got to make some time for the <laughs> extracurriculars, you know, hobbies and leisure activities are what give life its meaning and, and luster, you know, like no matter how much you love your job or no matter how bad you need the money, man cannot live through labor alone. In fact, like, I think taking on a hobby is just like a great way to learn to appreciate what little bit of downtime you get, you know, whenever you... Yeah. Whenever you commit to utilizing that free time, even if it's an hour between work and bed, it just makes your life so much more enjoyable. And you start to find those little pockets of time throughout your day where you can like either engage in your hobby or at least contemplate the way that you want to cultivate that hobby. You know, start studying chess or like learn, learn to play the ukulele or learn card tricks. Just exercise your mind and like find a little bit of meaning and joy. That just reminded me that I did learn how to play ukulele one did you time. yeah there's a ukulele flash mob in memphis i've seen that that's yeah. kind of cool i really want a ukulele i, I can play it okay yeah uh, it's like the bottom four strings on a guitar so if you know how to play guitar similar enough yeah and it's just the way that you can form chords on a ukulele is really unique it's also well i have a soprano mm -hmm. so it's like really I like cute things. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so, um, but I didn't really choose the ukulele that I ended up with. Uh, do you know Ben West? Mm, I don't think so. Uh, he was like a he was a downtown tavern guy. Gotcha. So, um, he lived in Memphis. I don't even know if he still lives in Memphis, but he was moving somewhere. And I mentioned on Facebook I wanted a ukulele, and next thing you know, he shows up with like a soprano ukulele for me. And you're like, this is perfect. And then like between that time before I started nursing school. I just learned how to play ukulele because I can't spend a moment of time with my thoughts. Right. That's so, okay, though. Yeah. I joined the ukulele flash mob because that's what normal people do. <laughs> I totally love it. Um, if you want to share your hobbies with us, we're total dorks. We love it. And uh, you can tweet at us. I'm at Pow I Gotcha. And I'm at Madam Wolai. And the show is at E&D Pod. There's also um, the... Uh, Nerd Out Loud, you know, mm -hmm. one of our sister shows. Yeah. They're all about nerding out on people's specific, like, indulgences, like, loves of nerdiness. So, definitely, I like to listen to them from the beginning because it's, like, all about bees or veganism or whatever. Yeah, I love that. Just, like, people sharing what makes them happy and what mm -hmm. gives their life a little bit of extra meaning. Yeah. I, just, I love hearing about that and, like, sharing that little humanness with people. You Even know? if you can't relate. Like, if people yeah. are really into something and you're like, I have no idea what it is. Yeah, but just to see that passion that yeah. someone has for something, it's just, like, really inspiring. Yeah, I love I love when people love doing whatever makes them happy. Um, you can join the <laughs> the Facebook group. It's Earbuds and Earworms Podcast Group. That's where all the magic is made. Or sausage. Depends on... <laughs> It could be vegan sausage as well. Sure. Uh, you can leave a voicemail. It's 731-400-BUDS or 731-400-2837. You can email the show andypod at gmail.com. And you can always check out the show online. It's andypod.com, part of the 10710 network, which is always growing and really cool. And also, I love how everybody's kind of nerdy. There's even a whole show about beverages. The yeah, beverage, it's pretty great. The beverage minute. 
It's all about someone nerding out about weird beverages. It's called Jeremy. Jeremy loves weird beverages. Jeremy loves weird beverages. Yes. That's what the podcast should have been called. <laughs> yes. Jeremy loves weird beverages. So what's our final song? So I'm going to leave us with Why and their song Ob-ish. Uh, so one of my many hobbies is playing chess. And Ob-ish, as you'll hear, is just a silly abbreviation of the name Bobby Fisher. Uh, he's a legendary American chess grandmaster. And so this is an obscure Y track from like really early in his career. And it was actually released under the name Miss Ohio's Nameless. Uh, but the EP features a lot of the same collaborators and musicians that he would eventually form his band from. So I've kind of always considered a Y song anyway. Uh, musically, it almost sounds like a church hymn or something, which I've always appreciated because it just makes it extra catchy and memorable. So let the congregation turn to page 177 in their book of earworms and join me in singing Ob-ish by Y. sudden you have a workplace level skill that you do for fun but don't get paid for hobbies